Welcome to Unlimited Lives, everyone. How are you? How are you? How are we? How is everything? What a fun show we'll have today. It's going to be real good, so... Let's go, dude! That's what I'm saying. Who's bringing back the soundboard for this fun one? Merry Christmas to you. You get the soundboard. Well, it's going to be a good holiday. It's the uh, first day of Hanukkah, I think, was last night. It is Christmas in four days. What a wonderful holiday. One of my favorites. So many good Christmas memories that I may have talked about in the podcast and I might bring up again just to have a little a little uh, holiday memory. I just want to say my, the greatest gift of all is my friend Marty, who does all the research and work for the show out of the kindness of his heart and all the Oreos I mail him. He loves Oreos. I'm just kidding. Okay. Wow, let's do this, huh? So I asked Marty, I said, Marty, for Christmas, I want you to give me some of the worst holiday games and some of the best holiday games. And he said, after I got off his lap, Marty Claus said to me, since I've been a good little boy, he's going to give me some. I said, thank you so much. Give me some video games to play not give me he's not he's not having sex with me that's not what uh what i'm trying to say it sounds like that but it's but it's, that's not our relationship uh nothing against him of course or myself it's just you know I, I don't i don't swing that way i don't think marty does either it's not our thing you know it, I'm, I'm not sleeping with marty he lives far away i mean we could facetime but we're, we're not doing anything we're just we're, we're, we're friends he did the i really thought he was great last episode it's just it's you know zoom is tricky and if uh, Marty or if I lived in London or Marty lived here, it would be uh, super fun. But I'm excited to have Marty visit one of these days, and I know he's going to hear this. And Marty, I hope you visit New York once. Let's get a beer. And I'd love to, if I'm still doing any podcasts or anything, I'd love you to be on them. So thank you, Marty. The gift that keeps on giving. So he said most holiday games, now I don't have any off the top of my head, so I thought this was great. Most of them, he said. I said, could you give me a list of the worst ones? He said most of them, which he is 100% right. Most holiday games are pretty bad. And most holiday games are Christmassy kind of games. I don't think there's any Jewish holiday games, uh, holiday video games. I don't think so. I don't think of it now. That's what a producer would... Smash 3D's release Yom Kippur, a Jewish holiday on Reddit. I don't know if this is true. And hopefully not something racist and horrendous. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you know, I feel like you can't really make a fun video game, brief video games, characters, games for Jewish kids, Hanukkah games. Yeah, I don't think there's really much of a video game area. Interesting. How weird. If I type in Christmas games, I probably will get a whole list. But when you type, there's really not a lot, even with movies. I feel like there's so many Christmas movies. I don't know if I can name you one Hanukkah movie that's not like very niche, you know? Um, but that's very interesting. So, you know, most video games are Christmassy, you know, which is, and it just shows that uh, Christians and Catholics love our video games. Uh now these are some here's a, here's a little list that Marty uh, put some really oh cool Marty put some 
good ones in. Uh, here are, wow, there's 42. Interesting. So I found right here, better late than never, right? Oh, there are some of these are in here. So let's, let's do, let's have Marty that he did his good, his good work. There's a lot of shit on steam, steaming pile of shit. Hey, oh, that's right. Days before Christmas for Mega Drive was a shitload of crap. Now you play as Santa. I watched some of this. I remember seeing the cover of Days Before Christmas. Okay, interesting. And it's it's for the Mega Drive, and it had a goofy Santa. It's a platform video game developed by a Norwegian company, Funcom. Published in 1994 by Sunsoft. It is a dreary Santa game. So you play as Santa. You fly through. There was one level I, I watched a playthrough and I just got through the, you know, there's of course candy canes and elves and crazy stuff. The stupid thing about this, which I think w which makes this game one of the worst ones ever, would be you fly through New York City, I think, because you're flying near a bridge. But you fly like, it's either San Francisco or New York. I can't get the skyline right. But you dodge helicopters and chimney smoke in the second to last level in your sleigh. Which makes sense. To me, the sleigh should be a lot of the level. But it seems like you go through the toy, like Santa, like it's a platformer. Then it becomes a vehicle one with the sleigh. And then at the end, you fight. Of course, if I ask you who the enemy of Santa Claus is, you would tell me Mr. Weather. You would say, you mean that weird cloud with a big nose and a weird smile? I would say, yes, Mr. Weather. And you would just tell me, oh, Mr. Weather, he's crazy. He's about the worst villain I've ever seen in video games. Let's see. Yeah, Mr. Weather. I mean, it is bat. It is bat shit. Number one, when you look at Mr. Weather, if you want to Google it, the image you have before fighting Mr. Weather in days, D-A-Z-E, of course, before, because anything in 1995 needed a Z somewhere. If you said school days, it was D-A-Z-E, not D-A-Y-S. Level 24, 1994, Super Nintendo. Treat yourself to Googling days before Christmas, Mr. Weather. The image of Mr. Weather in this has Santa flying towards a giant cloud with lightning coming down from the sky, yellow evil eyes, a weird nose, no mouth, black face, hair, cloud hair that forms like Prince Valiant. And you're like, now, of course you're playing this game. You're like, holy crap. Like this guy's going to be crazy. Like this is, this is going to be nuts. And then, when you fight him, he shoots lightning bolts out of his cartoon-like four, you know, four-finger hand. He's got black eyebrows, white cartoon eyes that are put together, a plump nose and a weird smile, and you're flying on a cloud. You know, you're surfing on a cloud shooting Santa, Santa sprinkles at him, dodging the lightning bolts, and I guess clouds. I mean, it is real bad. It is real bad. So... That, of course, is the villain of Santa Claus, is Mr. Days. That's who the villain of Santa is. And again, I did Jewish games for... There really wasn't Jewish video games. 
My fiance is a Jewish uh, milady, so I should ask. I don't think she plays much. She's not much of a gamer, so I can't even talk to her to be like, hey, growing up, what was your favorite Jewish video game? They just don't have it. And I'm only saying that because you know, I celebrate Christmas, so does she. But it's just, it is interesting when you think most things, it's just, there's really not a lot of, it's just, it's crazy. Even in stores, we went to a Target and there was one little end cap with Hanukkah stuff and the rest of the store I mean, the, the employees were almost dressed as Santa Claus. That's how Santa Clausy it was. Great find. Days before Christmas for Mega Drive. Terrible. Alone in the Dark 2 had an expansion called Jack in the Dark, which was set at Christmas, and it was a pile of shit, even in 1994. There's an expansion where you have to protect Santa from evil toys, but good luck, the combat is the worst. It also looks terrible. I try to watch some playthrough videos. I mean, it looks bad. We had to suffer. As a 40-year-old man, boy, oh boy, do we have to play some garbage. You Fortniter kids are so lucky. You don't listen to this podcast, but if you did, until every game was so ugly, you were just like... You know, I don't feel very good. Every time. You, that's what the game would say. If you're like, wow, look at those graphics. The game's like... You know, I don't feel very good. Exactly. So, so crazy. Every single Home Alone game ever, just the worst. Marty is correct. Here are some Christmas games. Now, these aren't really Christmas games. These are games that are set during Christmas. But you know what? This is the same argument as Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis says no. Um, the cop, the actor that played the cop said no. But the writer, director, and people said yes. So you got to go with the people who wrote the movie. It's a Christmas movie. Batman Arkham Origins, Christmas movie. A Christmas game, Dead Rising 4. Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Saints Row 4, Overwatch 1. Interesting that there are Christmas things, but I would never think that was a Christmas game. Christmas Nights into Dreams, Days Before Christmas, Tom Clancy's Division, Merry Christmas, Tom Clancy's Division, The Escapist's Santa's Workshop, free add-on to the game for... Holiday Hoarders. Oh my God. I don't know what this is. Parasite Eve, Bayonetta 2, Viscera Cleanup Details, Santa's Rampage, Costume Quest. All right. I thought that was Halloween. Animal Crossing, James Pond, Codename Robocod. Of course, The Night Before Christmas, Saints Row 4, Die Hard Trilogy, Duke Nukem Nuclear Winter. That was an expansion. Lemmings, we wish you a Merry Christmas in 2009. Shovel, it's festive shovelware. Metal Gear 2, Donkey Kong Country 3. Let me see, I don't want to name these all. Let's find the fun ones. Cthulhu Saves Christmas, of course. That famous thing when you're a kid, if you were bad, Cthulhu would eat you because you were a naughty child. Clay Fighter 63 and 3rd. King of Kings, the early years. Holy crap. I don't know what that is. Santa Claus Saves the Earth, Overcooked, Steep Kingdom Hearts 2, Forza Horizon 5. Now, when I think of Christmas games, I think of Forza Horizon 5. You know, that great Christmas game, Forza. <laughs> so I asked Marty, I said, find me the best, find me the worst. You know why? Because maybe we don't need a whole podcast. Now, to me, the most interesting ones are the worst ones. But let's see. You tried the rest. Now try the best. Jazz Jackrabbit Christmas Expansion by Cliffy B. 
Gameplay looks fun, looks cool, very side view combat shooter. Turns into a Sonic the Hedgehog, like where you see Sonic, you know, you see the Jackrabbit's back and he's running through. The Quake Christmas expansion, where the ogres wear Santa outfits and shoot presents instead of bombs. Super fun. I think Doom also had, you know, people would make mods for these, like Doom mods, and they, you know, they put a Christmas hat on one of the blobs, the screaming blobs that shoot fire. Every single serious game gets a Christmas campaign, except for the PS2 versions. And then Christmas Nights, Marty says, you could fill a full podcast episode with this beauty easily. The greatest Christmas game ever made. It's so good. It's a shame Sega won't re-release it. Except if it was made by Sonic's dad, Yuji Naka, and he is in prison now. So that's too bad, allegedly. Sonic's human dad in prison at Christmas is probably a fan fiction. Oh, nope. It definitely is a fan fiction. Best and worst holiday games. How fitting marty added weird internet memories nintendo 64 angry video game nerd holiday specials and star wars holiday specials are oof real bad now here's some christmas gaming memories i've told this one on the podcast before and if i did i'm so sorry but i do i that's true. I don't. So, my loves, I told this story before. Um, my my parents were working, not anymore, but they were working stiffs. And they kind of worked for the holiday. We had, growing up, I will never speak ill of our Christmases, only when we got older. Um, when I turned, like, maybe like, seven 18 when i broke up my first girlfriend danielle she and i would do amazing christmases uh she loved buying gifts she loved getting gifts i all she also was very apt and attuned to being a good gift giver at the time i was a huge transformer fan and toy nerd and gamer so she would buy like i mean we had we would open like 10 presents each Spending, I think we had like $300 each we would spend or something like we, it was a ton. It was really great. I think up until now with my girl now, but before that, no one I dated ever topped uh, Christmas like that. Um, One of my exes I lived with for a while, who's like my second big ex, I think we did. We were pretty good, but she was, she didn't make a lot of money and she was very stingy with getting gifts. So... One of my best memory I had was we didn't have anything as Nintendo was my first system, the Nintendo entertainment system. I forgot how old I was. Maybe I was five really wanted it. And the box is big. If you've never seen it, you know, the PlayStation box is huge and that's, a you know, Nintendo's box was big. It was the Nintendo. It came with the gun games, but it was a, for a kid, it was a big box. So we were living in New Jersey And we opened our gifts and my parents, like I was saying, never skimped on Christmas. I mean, I think they put away $20 a paycheck every week. And we had like, I mean, my mom would spend like four or $500, maybe less on Christmas. Uh, Now, of course, this is, we probably could have spent more of my dad had, you know, crippling uh, an alcohol disease. And he also smoked cigarettes. My parents weren't good at saving money. So, 
they would spend all their paychecks with kind of like when Christmas came, it was awesome. My my parents would, we would write a list of toys out. My mom wouldn't surprise us with gifts. I know some people have like their moms would surprise them with gifts. I don't think my mom ever made the effort to, you know, if I love Transformers, you could kind of do an inventory of what I have and then get me something that's new that I never saw. I think there was maybe a couple times I've, open gifts on Christmas. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know they made, I remember fondly. Like, I didn't know they made this, you know, which was cool about when you really, you know, you release a bunch of different toys and I love toys to this day. I still do. It's something I want to love to do a side podcast. I was trying to talk about just, just talking great toys and fun toys. Problem is toy podcast is so niche. Uh, you know, it'll get no, you know, I think this gets no traction doing a toy podcast. I'll get seven listeners a month. So, but maybe one day, who knows? One Nintendo opened up tons of gifts, and my dad uh, we had a big Christmas tree. And it sounds like we grew up rich. I'm telling you right now, we we rented the house that I'm talking about. We it was a rental, like we rented it. We paid rent in this house. We never owned property. We our cars were always pieces of shit. And my and there was a tons of time. That my mom's like, we can't afford that. There were times we didn't eat. I mean, we had a weird childhood. Blessed at Christmas, but during the leading up, man, there were times that it was just, you know, you want to, we didn't get a new toy for three months or something like that. Yeah, there was a lot of downtime. Um, so uh, he, he goes, oh, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? And I remember we weren't shitty kids. So I said, I, I guess, you know, and my dad's like, what's the matter? And I was like, I don't thought we... I thought Santa would bring us a Nintendo. And then my dad did this. I couldn't, I know we think he saw this in a movie, but it's, it still warms my heart. He goes, Oh, okay. Well, did you, did you look really good by the tree? And I was like, yeah, you know, you're a kid. So you're confused. You're like, yeah, dummy. Of course I did. Like I'm a child. I checked everywhere. I've good. My eyes are better than yours. You drunk bastard. So, <laughs> he wasn't drunk during Christmas. He didn't drink in the mornings or afternoons. So he he goes, oh, wait, what's that? And he looked to the left side of the tree. And there was a big gift wrapped standing upright. It was a big box. And he pulled, me and my brother like freaked out. And we go, my dad pulls it out and goes, oh, I guess Santa, I guess Santa put, the, you know, put this behind the tree. And it's just the, just the, when you open that box and you see, that entertainment center, I mean, like, I'm going to look it up now because it's, it's, <laughs> and Nintendo, Nintendo Bix. I can't spell, guys. I, I think I'm getting dyslexic in, a, in like a dangerous way. I'm definitely think it came with Bump and Jump. I think ours came with Bump and Jump, which I think I remember was not a fun game. I think it came with, unless they bought me Bump and Jump. Uh, on the side, I don't. Maybe it didn't. We. I remember bump and jump. Maybe it didn't. Okay, sorry. I digress. We'll get rid of that. But the box, man. Oh, it was just the. It was the coolest. It came with the light gun. Man, it came. I think it was a gray light gun. Big box came with Duck Hunt and Mario Super Mario Brothers was in there. Two controllers. I don't remember how much it was, the action set. 
Man, and we just cracked it open, put it on our crappy, you know, I think Sony, you know, 15-inch TV. And I just, I remember playing it like all day, just playing Mario and Duck Hunt. And just, you know, playing two-player Mario. I mean, the world that Nintendo opened up was amazing. That just, that was, you know, that was then you started renting games at the store. Then you started like borrowing games from each other you know there's something very sad that the blockbuster and toys r us era is dead and it's sad for me when the day comes when i have kids that i won't be able to really take them to a store you could luck out by going to gamestop and kids can look around but even then it's like we you would like 15 games that you'd see at sears just in a bot and like you could see the games you go to gamestop now there's 800 titles just next to each other and it's not as fun but I remember that was a huge Christmas memory that I had. And then after I broke up with Danielle, the one who we would go crazy with buying Christmas gifts, I just it, it I just haven't had a good Christmas like that in a long, long time. Because then my parents couldn't afford to buy gifts. My brother moved out. When we did holidays together, my brother was he barely made money working at like Radio Shack, so he couldn't buy me gifts. My mom would add, you know, I tell my mom like two or three things that she would get. So she would get me, you know, one or two things. But you know, I was also an adult. I was 21 going to college. Like, what are you going to do? I remember the one of the weirdest gifts I ever got was one of my friends who I lived with. I don't want to embarrass him. But he, I remember he's so bad at giving, he hates giving gifts. He hates it. He's so, he's horrendous at it and he hates it. And we lived together and this, I mean, he, to this day, he's one of my closest friends, not Ian. He's one of my closest friends ever. Still is. Love him to death. I would do anything for him. And I remember, I, I forgot what I got him for Christmas one year, but I really I took the thought. I took the time. He came to comedy shows for me. He would drive me to comedy shows. He would design flyers. Like He would do all this stuff for me. Realistically, I don't care about giving him a gift and he gives me nothing. I really didn't care because he did so much for me. And I gave him a gift. I forgot what it was. And in the house... We got a lazy boy from his parents' house and brought it to our apartment. And I love this. I love lazy boys. To this day, I love recliners. I think they rule. They're my favorite things to sit on. I cannot wait to have a house. I want a recliner. I love them. Love gaming in them. I love sitting in them. They're, they're the best. And he, I would fall asleep in the sink. And I love the lazy boy. It was great. <laughs> and I gave him a gift. And he was, he looked, he was like, oh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know we were doing gifts together. Ugh, I didn't know. And I'm like, it, it's fine, dude. You, you know, you do so much for me. Like, you know, you come to shows, you design, like, you're great. You're great. And he's like, listen, you can have the lazy boy. You, you can have it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you mean, you mean the lazy boy that, that's, that was your, was your, was at your parents' house since 19... 19- Maybe 1991, and now it's in our house. I get to keep it. Were you gonna Were you gonna move with it? Like it was the weirdest. I love the lazy boy, but it was just such a weird gift. Instead of just he should have just said thanks a lot. Maybe went out and got a Christmas card and just been like, here you go, man. I'm sorry. Or even like, let me take you to dinner. But we were like 23. Like we're still kids. But the, <laughs> but a lazy boy. Ah. Oh. 
Christmas. Okay, so uh, Marty asked, which game did you desperately want as a kid, but you never received? In retrospect, was it a good game or did you dodge a bullet? That is an excellent, excellent question. I've been brainstorming it. I can't get, I can't get to it. I'll tell you, I didn't have a video game, but I did always want a Game Boy and we just couldn't afford it. But even now I would not regret it because the Game Boy was so great. But I always wanted a Game Boy, a Power Wheels, and an Optimus Prime. You know, I always wanted that. Um, and I never had either of them. To this day, I've never, I've owned a Game Boy Pocket was the only thing I owned when it came out. I bought it with my own money. Never had a Power Wheels to this day as a kid or as an adult. And... Optimus Prime started my Transformer collection obsession because I always wanted an Optimus, had other Transformers. My mom just could, either couldn't afford the Optimus Prime toy or couldn't find it. I don't know. It's fun how like right now I'm looking at like my 94, I think 92 reissue of Optimus like sealed in the box. I'm looking at it right now and it's, just, it, it's the Optimus Prime toy is one of the coolest toys in my opinion to ever grace shelves or children's hands. Boys love trucks. Boys love cars. Boys love robots. Brilliant. Transformer series. Brilliant. Never get over it. If I have a boy, I have to make him. If I have a boy or a girl, if I have a girl, I got to make her obsessed with this. Except that poor thing. She'd be like, what's a female Transformer? I'm like, <laughs> RC. I'll have to buy her the one RC toy. Or I could tell her the Transformers are non-binary and she could do whatever she wants. That would actually work out. It solve a lot of problems. Was there a Captain N Christmas special? I don't think so. And a Captain Lou Albano special? Maybe. Maybe. Sonic and Knuckles was, was Marty's biggest get. Sonic and Knuckles was great. Game in a game. You could play Sonic and Knuckles. You could plug in Sonic the Hedgehog 1 or 2 and play as Knuckles. It was awesome. It really, really was an incredible time. How great. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes, you would. How many episodes we've done? It's over 9,000. So many, so many. Now to give you guys some very important news. And sad news. But maybe this is for the better. Next episode of Unlimited Lives that'll come out in a week will be the final episode. And I know I've been saying that for a while up and down. Everyone that stuck with this podcast, either you forgot it was in your iTunes download library and uh, f 300 of you have just let it, and I'm talking into air or there's 300 gamers that check out the Facebook group, watch my TikToks, listen to the podcast. I don't know. My goal for the final episode next week is to get Jason signs and Mary Lords back on. I'd love to get uh, John and Carlo and stuff. I think it might be a little too tricky. I think to me, the iterations that this podcast has had uh, was was such a great time in my life. Starting at Sirius XM, produced by Jason, Jason Shabiro, excellent guy, 
Jason Signs, who was on a couple episodes ago, was the one who started this while me and him were house team members at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. And I always wanted to do a video game gaming podcast because I love video games and I wanted to, you know, do that show. It was Jason's idea to pitch it to UCB. Originally, it was supposed to be called Infinite Lives. And then Jason said, no, it's called Unlimited Lives. I said, no, the term is Infinite Lives. And we, you know, to this day, I don't know which is the correct one, but we landed on Unlimited Lives, which is fine. Um, My friend who was the Lazy Boy story made the logo, Unlimited Lives, and he's a killer designer email me tjdelreno at gmail.com if you want to if you ever need a logo he's not cheap but he's worth it um he does great but the podcast was wonderful it was me jason signs jason shabiro my friend eric uh g i don't want to say his full name just in case he's trying to do anonymity or something but he was on it because he was a ucb member mary lords who was mary yam pietro at the time and it was we were they were two sketch writers I was a stand-up. My friend was an improviser. Jason was very funny. And we just came in every week with sketches, with news, with everything. And the second iteration from that was me, Jason, and Mary at Cave Comedy Radio with the wonderful Marcus Parks from Last Podcast on the Left. He was our producer, and he was great. He got some news stories, pulled things up, ran the board, chatted in, talked about games. He was a pleasure to be with. So was Rebecca Trent, who ran the Creek in the Cave. And then from that iteration, it was, you know, Jason had to, Mary, you know, left the show under no, no ill will. She just got really busy and I think she was moving. So she left the show it was super, it was a bummer. Sirius XM liquidated the UCB comedy channel, which is what we were on the internet So once they liquidated the channel, we went to Cave Comedy Radio, me and Jason. We got comedians on, like Dan Soder, Matea Lane, uh, just tons of great comics to come through and do it. And after a while, you know, I had my friend uh, Carlo come on, Carlo Rojas, who you guys remember, hopefully, if you're longtime listeners. Carlo was wonderful. I loved him. We did sketches. We, We went to college together. So it was me, him, and then I remember Jason had to leave. Ben Dale came on. Ben Dale was super fun. It was me, Ben, and Carlo. Such a fun time. Um, you know, and then we just Ben got busy, couldn't, couldn't do it. You know, no ill will again. He, you know, he left, which is fine. And Carlo stayed on. We got John Robert Wilson came in as a guest, and he was super fun and weird. And I love him and I still do. I'm still good friends. He's great. And then he got Crystal, his wife on, Crystal Beth, and she was a pleasure. She brought this wonderful uh bubbly fun energy with her silly smart funny i still talk to them i love them and then that iteration you know it's just the we grew apart and then i started doing the podcast as well you all know by myself and just getting guests on and it's been very tough to find a co-host or really get traction and um you know the pandemic really really cut our throat with a lot of listeners and we lost a ton of listeners. And it's just, you've been, if you've been listening every episode intently, I can't thank you enough for everything you do, especially like Marty does these, the news for me, but Marty was listening since Sirius XM. We had people staying there. 
The Facebook group Unlimited Lives is going to stay up. I'm not going to shut it down. I might still post some fun stuff more often because I'm not going to have the mental space of doing a podcast. The Twitter will stay up. The Instagram. Uh, the Twitch channel didn't really have traction, so you know it might just be my Twitch. I'll tell you, moving forward, I have to retool. I have to revamp. It's just some things... This has been running since 2012. So many hosts. The reason the final episode with Jason and Mary, I think, is just because it started with us. It should end with us. Nothing against John Crystal or Carlo or Ben Dale. Nothing, you know. It's just, if I can't, I'll tell you the truth. If I can't get Jason and Mary, I'll probably have John Crystal and Carlo. But somehow it's going to end the way it started, like Lost did. The show Lost. And I, I hope you guys tune in to the episode me in my life personally you'll always see me online i think you know it'll be a lot of stuff on tiktok or instagram mainly tiktok so you'll still find this iteration of the podcast but they'll be in like 30 second third like 40 second clips on tiktok so just move over there move over follow me there i do a lot of weird fun stuff I'll probably start posting more videos on my personal Twitch. Um, the videoizers is not dead. Uh, we're taking a little break. I just need a break. So the videoizers is not dead. Just follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. We'll do announcements. We'll do live shows. It, you know, live uh, stream yard still. Because the videoizers is very fun. So the if you have any questions... You could post it in the Facebook group. I mean, I'll never not answer. But I think the thing about it is when you do something for as long as we have, and it went through, this podcast went through so many changes, so many networks, so many co-hosts. I don't know if this podcast is just rotting somewhere in iTunes on the last podcast network somewhere just dead i don't know if the rss feed has been corrupted because it's been through so many iterations or maybe i just don't make a good enough product that other people want to stumble across and listen to i don't know i have some of the numbers i'll be very honest it's just not enough to torture my mental health with and that's the thing about being creative you get you to I, I was i was torturing you've seen breakdowns you've heard them on the podcast you might have watched them on stream on Twitch or Facebook groups or whatever. You, you've seen it. And it's that point that it just, it gets to a point. I, you, you keep doing the work, but the product needs to be good and not long. So it's quality per episode, not quantity over time. And I think my attitude with this podcast has always been quantity over time. And it's just, it's tough. And we had a lot of great guests. We had a lot of great time. Next episode will be the final one. I can't believe I'm saying it. It's crazy to even say it. But I think it's just time to release it. And just follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or tiktok and that's what you're you know you'll see the new projects i'm doing and i'm hoping that i can bring some of you in on new stuff that you could be a part of it and really enjoy it but for now it's just 
I, I, it's you, you gotta just let it go. And I think it took a long time for me to come to that. They call it a come to Jesus moment. It took a long time, a lot of back and forth. Even now, as I say it to you, I have like weird doubts, but I can't keep doing this alone. I'm not putting the work in this. My heart's not in this. And it's just people make podcasts. People kill podcasts. People do podcasts and they, you know, people start them and end them. And now this one has to come to a close. It is, I don't know, man. It is, I'm not like going to cry, but it, it is emotional. Like I, I am getting like a little, you know, it's like, I, you know, you, you've, it, you're, it's like you're killing a kid. I mean, that sounds crazy. It's like putting down an animal you love. I mean, like, that's what it feels like with me going, the final episode is next week. It feels like I'm putting an animal down. And I don't know. If you're still with me after listening to this for 36 minutes, you're great. So I'll see you guys next week. For me alone, be well to each other. Happy gaming. Game on. Do you. Be great to each other. Help people out. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for everything. Pause.